Welcome to Master the Pause with Marion Moss. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Hi, and welcome to my very first podcast interview with uh, Dr. Christine Arsenault. Did I say that right, or do I need to put an accent? I want to welcome you, first of all. Thanks for joining me uh, in this experiment. And uh, I want to let you know a little bit about myself so you have a sense of uh, what my podcasts are going to be about. And um, I have a website called masterthepause.com. And uh, basically, Mastering the Pause is about the way to expand your consciousness, and it's through the control of your inhalations and exhalations, and vice versa. And uh, so I'm Marion Moss. I'm a certified yoga teacher, Qigong, and Feldenkrais Method practitioner. Uh, In my certifications, uh, all have led me to silent places within myself. And the results of these quiet places where from becoming aware of breathing really helps you to observe the breath as it moves in and out of the body. I studied with masters who have gone far into this silent expanded places and I've been able to see just a fraction of what they they see. And these places can be found in the transitions of the inhalation and exhalations and vice versa, as I mentioned. So my guest, welcome, Christine. And uh, I, I'm, I'm really curious about, um, first of all, Christine is a certified board pharmacist. And um, she has a story about um, how she suffered various diseases and how she's overcome them. And she's going to talk to us about how uh, some of those things helped her, uh, helped her and cured her, and um, and how these um, how the breath played a piece in that. And I'd love to hear more about uh, what you have to say about that. I'm interested uh, if the breath was a part of your healing practice, how much of it, and when did you become aware of your breathing in this journey? Yeah. Um, so first of all, I can just tell you a little bit about the journey. Um, I had Lyme, di- Lyme disease and it was undiagnosed for like 20 years. So I had a lot of kind of things going on, but I didn't realize what it was. And um, then I finally figured out, you know, the Lyme disease, we got it all um diagnosed and then I was able to kind of put everything together and then I went through this healing process for about four years and after that I was able to be fully well I left the sick version of myself behind and um, during those four years I just really had to immerse myself in healing and um, so part of that was the breath. Um, I had to, you know, kind of address all aspects of my life. So really had to get uh, stress under control. And uh, so living 
in the moment and just breathing was really important, especially when I was like at the really hard points where I just didn't know what to do next, where to go next. Things felt hopeless um, or, you know, like um, just working through emotional turmoils, um, working things out in therapy. It was this whole process. And there were some points where all I could do was be in the present moment. It was too painful to be in my emotions or be in my mind or be anywhere else. So in order to be in that present moment, the easiest way to get there is to just become aware of your breath. Mm. Interesting. And, and, and when you became aware of your breath, what are the kind of things you noticed? Was it, for example, were there, did your thoughts change? Where, what, did your body feel different? How did, how did the breath, assuming that the breath connects the body and the mind, how did you uh, discover different things? It was like a new world. I mean, I can't even explain it. it things just felt different inside. Things didn't feel painful. Um, we spend so much of our time like thinking about the future or things that happened in the past that we're kind of living there and or thinking about the pain. <laughs> yeah. And so when you're just fully, fully in the present moment, nothing is wrong. You're here. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait till that news gets out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, it's a pain-free existence. Like, there's no judgment of things that are, are happening. It's just truth. It just is. And that's, mm -hmm. that's part of it. Yeah, the present. But then also, in some ways, the breath makes you really out of your body because you just, you realize you are not your body. You're not your thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, you're not even the person that's judging your thoughts. And so there's just, it connects you with this higher version of yourself. It's, it's a little like being inside and outside at the same time. Yeah. All at once. It kind of is. Yeah. It's a, a super observing kind of uh, space to be in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially, I've, I've had friends with Lyme disease tell me that like, they totally disconnected from their body. And I was like, for me, it was like, I totally was in my body. I was so internal. Mm. Uh, and they're like, Oh, maybe that's what it was. Mm. And I think you just like, I think it's especially hard when you're struggling with a chronic issue. And especially if it's something that's controversial and not everybody believes you and people tell you you're crazy and it's in your head. And there's people that care about you and meanwhile say things that are hurtful and don't understand how much you're suffering. And, so there's just like all this turmoil all the time and it's easy to feel like either very in your body or an isolated or very out of your body or, you know, it's kind of different for everybody, but the breath can always just bring you back. It's kind of like the breath brings you home. I feel. Well, that's a wonderful way to say that. Yeah. In fact, as you say that, I feel like dropping deep into my, into my breath 
it's a it's a lovely way to get there. Thanks for that reminder. Should we, should we do that? Should we take a few deep breaths? Yeah, let's do that because we're so excited about seeing each other. It's like, <laughs> so fun. This whole new process. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And I like one thing that I kind of teach my clients is that if you exhale longer than you inhale, mm -hmm. it automatically puts you in a parasympathetic state. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And that's where you rest and digest and heal. And that's, you know, too many times we're in more of the fight or flight sympathetic state. So this is good to kind of bring people down. So you can just take a few deep breaths and have yeah. our exhale be longer. Oh, feel, feel free to uh, say anything you want to about that. If you want to lead me through this and lead us all through this, it'd be a wonderful sure. experience. Sure. So go ahead and take a deep breath. And exhale. Inhale. Try to make that exhale longer. When you're ready, inhale again. And exhale. Just even pausing for a moment and just doing that when you're feeling stressed out, just mm. three breaths can be helpful. Mm. I don't think I have any more questions. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm so relaxed. <laughs> now, you know a lot about anatomy and chemistry and all of that. Uh, would you kind of describe the process of relaxation through through what we just did, for example, you know, how that parasympathetic um, helps to calm and how does it help to heal? Yeah, so it's, um, it's all about the stress response. And so the sympathetic nervous system is the, the fight or flight. And that's what, um, it's not necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. It's just a response that's supposed to happen when things are stressful. And then that response is supposed to stop and we're supposed to go into more of a parasympathetic state, which is about, um, you know, relaxing and healing. And the thing is when you're in the sympathetic state, it's like you're being chased by a tiger or something, you know? So your immediate concern at that moment is that tiger and that's it. So you're going to, your body's going to focus on how do I get away from the tiger? And that's all it's going to focus on. So it's going to be, you know, pumping blood to your extremities so you can run fast and it's going to be doing all these things to get you away. Mm. So it's not going to care about digesting. Like now is not a good time to, to stop and have a snack. It's not going to care about, you know, healing and like the long-term everyday, the things that it works on to make sure you're healthy long-term, the everyday processes. It's just going to care about getting away from that tiger. And then, um... <laughs> The parasympathetic is where you can really heal. Your body's, you know, concentrating on regenerating things and detoxing and um, digesting, th you know, things in an optimal way. And if you're always stressed out, like you're not going to be able to digest your food if if your body thinks you're being chased by a tiger. Yeah. And um, the reason so many of us are stressed out is because the response doesn't stop because we're still thinking about stressful things. So like if an animal is being chased by a tiger, it has the stress response. Then as soon as the threat is gone, the response is gone. It goes back to grazing and relaxing and doing everyday things. It's not thinking about that tiger that almost got it. 
And we as humans tend to have those ruminating thoughts where we think about things repeatedly and then our body doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So our body thinks we're still in that stressed out state. And then if we're in that stressed out state all the time, our body just can't sustain that. That robs us of the needed life energy. Yeah. We need. So, so that relaxation allows the body to recoup and take care of what it does naturally is to to stay alive and 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 be vibrant i would think yes exactly we need we need that balance um our body can't handle being in one state all the time yeah yeah uh boy been working on that for years and it uh it's it's constant challenge I may have to live a few more lifetimes to get it just right. <laughs> but I'm, uh, that's pretty amazing that you did this. So tell us a little bit about uh, how uh, your, your uh, Lyme support group is coming along. Yeah, yeah. So I have a company called Lyme Support, and we offer one-on-one uh, functional medicine health coaching to clients and basically help them navigate the healthcare system and navigate their health, educate them about common myths when it comes to Lyme disease, and then just, uh, it's really client-centered. We kind of just help them address all aspects of their life, you know, really eventually in order to truly heal. So just Mm -hmm. help them get those accelerated results by, you know, changing their mindset and providing them the education and support that they need. Sounds very holistic. Um, is is it called Lyme Support? Is there a website? Would you want to mention the website? Yeah, it's uh, it's just LymeSupport.com. So L Y M E, LymeSupport.com. Sounds good. Anything else you want to add to that? Um, no, I I think um, I think we touched on how the breath can be, you know, an important aspect of healing and just. Mm-hmm reminding people when they feel stressed out, if they're in a moment where they're like in a panic, having a lot of anxiety, uh, just remember your breath. It's, it's the one thing that you have that's there all the time. So Mm -hmm. it's a tool that you can use. What would you say to some people who have difficulty paying attention to their breathing and even remembering to, to do that? Um, well, it depends if it's something that you really want to add into your life as a habit. You could try setting an alarm on your phone that goes off daily that reminds you to be aware of your breath. Yes. Yes. Uh, whatever, whatever works for you as far as remembering things. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, well, we have um, a few minutes left and I want to uh, really understand a little bit more about how uh, how you plan to do your future sessions and what else you want to accomplish with the Lyme's disease. Do you want to continue to stay uh, focused on the Lyme's or do you have other aspirations? Um, well, I'm also certified in cannabis medicine, so that's something else that I'm passionate about. Um, but Lyme disease is definitely my focus. I, I feel like um, everything that I've kind of went through in my life and all my job experiences that I've had at different pharmacies and hospitals and things, it's all kind of led me to this point Mm -hmm. where um, it's like, I have to use my knowledge to help these people because I know exactly what they went through. And it's the thing that I'm most passionate about. So I Mm -hmm. kind of combine 
you know, all my skill sets into one. So, you know, functional medicine, health coaching, my cannabis certifications, all my background in healthcare and my personal experience. And it's just like the perfect meld. Um, of course, I do take, you know, health coaching clients who don't have Lyme disease as well, because basically the way that I see it is in order to fully heal from Lyme, you have to fully heal in general in, in your life. You have to, mm-hmm. you have to just fully heal. And so That's that can be applied to so many things and so many people can get benefit um, by addressing all aspects of their life. So I do extend that to people other than the Lymeys out there, but uh, the Lyme disease is definitely my passion and my focus. That's so fascinating what you just said about healing your, you have to heal your whole body to be able to get over Lyme's. That's going to take some time. It could take different amount of time for different, for different people, but, uh, it is a journey. It's a a journey way, way, way in where you have to, you have to be willing to look at yourself and see, uh, what your habit patterns are and, and what your, who you are. You have to look at your parents. You have to question a lot of things. Oh yeah. And that's fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not easy, but, um, it works. I mean, I was able to fully heal. I, yeah. I had to like cry and go to therapy and dig deep and do all kinds of very, very uncomfortable things. Mm. But that's, that's what it takes. There's not, but look at you now. <laughs> yeah. Look at you now. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like I have, it works. <laughs> I feel like I have superhuman energy compared to. I remember I was so fatigued, and I had like it wasn't just Lyme. I had Bartonella. I had Babesia. I had Mycoplasma. I had parasites. I had just so many viruses. At one point, you had meningitis. I had meningitis. I had oh cancer. I had so many things. <laughs> oh my god. And I remember at one point, um, the nurse practitioner I was working with was like, when we get you, like when we get some of these bugs off of you, you are going to have like energy like you have never experienced. You don't even know what normal people energy is. Wow. And I feel like she's right. I feel like I'm a superhuman now because it's like, (laughs) I actually can go through my day without taking a nap. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Oh, I would imagine there are a lot of people who don't know they have limes. Yes. Um, How do so, they even get a clue? Well, the, okay. So Lyme is also called the great imitator because it imitates many different diseases. So if you have certain diagnoses, it could be undiagnosed Lyme, not necessarily, but big ones would be like chronic fatigue syndrome. Oh, um, which basically means you're tired all the time. We don't know why. Mm. Um, fibromyalgia is one that people get misdiagnosed with. Sometimes MS or Alzheimer's um, or anxiety. A lot of times they get written off. Um, anxiety, depression are big things that are common. And um, yeah. Wow. That's, I had no idea about all that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, me, and I, I know people who's, I've had chronic fatigue. That was pretty awful. Uh, MS, mm-hmm. uh, Alzheimer's, and uh, um, lupus looks similar to lupus. Yeah, um, basically the Lyme can you know starts to 
kind of mimic an autoimmune disease. And so you can just have so many weird symptoms. People just can't figure it out. Um, A lot of times people don't have a tick bite or they don't see the tick bite. So it's, if you've had like just strange, weird, non-specific symptoms for years, that's, that's a real puzzle for the Western medicine, you know? Right. Right. Um, I remember the time that I had chronic fatigue. I went to a, a, a doctor in Marin who said, oh, you just need to get rid of your boyfriend or something like that. Like, oh, I, okay. <laughs> uh, and he happened to be the same person who introduced me to someone who uh, recommended uh, herbs for me. And that worked much better than what he had to say. I must <laughs> the boyfriend get rid of the boyfriend didn't help. And I got rid of the boyfriend too, so that that, that helped a lot. Oh my like he was right. <laughs> they were all right. <laughs> but wow. Uh, but he along with that, he must have cleaned out some of these bugs yeah. that you were mentioning. Um so what kind of diets do you recommend for this? Um, so I'm not a nutritionist. So I don't actually prescribe diets. But if mm-hmm. people are working with a practitioner that wants them to follow a certain diet, then I can help support that. Okay. Um, so a lot of the diets that we see with Lyme disease are um, sometimes paleo, sometimes ketogenic, um, sometimes plant-based anti-inflammatory is something that we want, something that's gut healing usually. So it just kind of depends on the overall person, what their goals are, what their overall picture looks like. Some people have a hard time um, maintaining weight. um, So that might be an issue for some Mm. people. So there's not one right Lyme diet, but the, the main things that they all have in common is eat real food. Don't eat processed things. Don't try not to eat things that have a label. Eat things that are actual foods, you know, mostly vegetables, wide array of colors, um, unless you have food sensitivities, because that's also common. And just avoid sugars, avoid processed foods. A lot of times triggers are uh, dairy and gluten for people. So working with a practitioner kind of sort out the best diet for you. Perfect. So somebody who's really tired, it sounds like lines people have are very tired would the breathing help them to get more exercise or do you think the breath is enough of an exercise in some cases? What, what do you recommend for movement? Yeah. So again, it depends on the patient. A lot of Lyme patients are just very, very exhausted, uh, very, very painful. They might not be able to exercise at all. Um, You know, a lot of times there's arthritis involved. Um, so it just depends on the person, but a lot of times like stretching and yoga and some light things, um, they, that can help with stress management and, um, that can also, you can also incorporate breath work in, in those things. So yoga is a big place, um, to incorporate breath work in. Usually you're paying attention to your breath while you do yoga. Um, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then. It, it it really does help. Not enough teachers, I noticed, uh, actually pay attention to breathing. Oh, really? Yeah, in the classes. Not enough for me, anyway. Yeah. But I think it's really useful yeah. on any level. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then just, yeah, just breath work. That might, you know, some people might not be able to really incorporate movement in their life at, at this point. And doing some breath work 
just helping to oxygenate the body is, is healing. Mm. You know, that's, that's something that has, has been proven, um, been shown to be helpful in Lyme patients, mm. that oxygenation. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, a question these days with, uh, wearing masks, how, how that could be, uh, you know, harmful to the breathing, but I think that's kind of controversial too. Yeah. I don't think I want to have a mask discussion. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Oh gosh. Is there anything else you want to add? This is so fascinating. Um, Just that, you know, everybody's path is really individual and it's, Mm. it's not, there's not going to be one protocol that works for everybody. I have people ask me all the time, like, oh, you healed. What protocol did you use? Like, there's not just one thing I did. I had to like fix my life, like really address everything. And what, what that looks like for me is not going to be the same for any other person in the world. Yeah. So, um, it's all about giving people the tools to use their own intuition and their own judgment and really trust themselves that their body is this amazing thing that can heal itself. And they just have to actually truly believe that and know that they can heal. And so you're a true guide, a true shamanistic kind mm-hmm. of guide to help people through this journey yeah. to discover themselves. And I would love to have more people see, uh, themselves uh, look and look into themselves in the way that you're describing where you're really exploring who you are and and why you're even here yeah let's get down to it yeah (laughs) why are are we here (laughs) and how come we're interacting with these little bugs (laughs) (laughs) for the big for the bigger picture but it's been so enjoyable. I'd love to do this again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was great. Thank you for having me as your first guest. Oh, thank you. Namaste. I appreciate it so much. Delight. So I'm going to end our recording now. So, uh, ciao for now and much, much luck to you in your endeavors. Thank you.